Hey, Sean, what's up? Good evening, Janet. How are we doing this evening? I'm doing fantastic. And yourself? Well, Jim Dandy, uh, I mowed a lot today, um, and I'll pay for that tomorrow. But right now I'm (laughs) flying high on ibuprofen, and it always helps a (laughs) 50-year-old. It always helps. Well, I'm very excited because tomorrow, um, I, are, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm starting my crouton farm. <laughs> crouton farm. I'm so excited. Um, really? Hashtag Josh Palmer. Uh, croutons are in. I've made some investments and made a little money off of it. And I think this is where I want to put my money. Are they organic croutons? They are uh, paraben and gluten free, wow. organic, dairy free, soy, plant based. <laughs> so up. so free of everything. You actually are buying a big bag of air. A big bag of crunchy air. Um, <laughs> they just they need a certain temperature uh, ah. in certain conditions to grow correctly. So right. I can't even. I can't even say. Well, I will look for those on the Uh aisle of my local grocer or Whole Foods. Probably, let's go with a Whole Foods maybe or a Trader Joe's kind of situation. So there's Um, a certain clientele you're going after with these croutons then. Not the common man croutons. No, you know, if... Does the common man eat croutons? I mean, really? No, they eat fried chicken tenders. So I'm a common man and I can't tell you the last time I ate a crouton, but I will definitely try yours. Okay. So I'm just, (laughs) I'm just saying if you're going to put a crouton in your mouth, it's the healthiest kind. That's right. We'll have to incorporate that with the merch too. Right. Right. If you're going to put it in your mouth, it's got to be, no, no, I'm sorry. If you're going to put a crouton in your mouth. Okay. Sorry. Anyway. Okay. Okay, folks, uh, welcome again <laughs> welcome. to another episode of Should I Watch That? Uh, the email address is should I watch that 21 at gmail.com. Should I watch that 21 at gmail.com? We have another shout out, two other shout outs of Let's our ever increasing global podcast empire, two new countries uh, where we have listeners, and that is Italy. <gasps> so. So exciting. I tried to think of something to say in Italian, but uh, something didn't happen there. So, Buongiorno. Yeah. Thank I don't you. know. Yes. Um, uh, pasta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been don't a long weekend. Don't, don't get offended, Italian <laughs> listeners. Uh, we do appreciate you, and that's great. And the other country is Portugal. So Portugal. Portugal. Oh, my gosh. So that's the amazing. European, the you know, the sort of the European, Eastern European coverage is just really starting to hit all over the map booming booming Booming. it's great and so sean and i got an email today from someone his name was carlos carlos at apple and apparently our podcast is number 94 in the u.s on the list of film review podcasts now what we don't know (laughs) is that 94 out of 95 right or 94 out of 94 94 Out out of 5,000, right. in which case is thank you for listening right? for helping make this. All I, all I heard one. was top 100. That's all I heard. <laughs> so 
anyway, so yeah, I mean, like thanks Casey for everybody Kasem. who's listening. That's right. Everybody who's listening, we appreciate it. So apparently we it's really do stats are great. Please keep listening. Please uh, subscribe, give us a rating, tell your friends, whatever. Uh, that'd be great. Um, if you, if you want to hold a town hall meeting where you live and tell people right. about it, I mean, I, who's going to stop you? I'll Skype in if you I, want me to talk. I'm available. Me. I'll give you my phone number. I'd do it not. for free. I'll do so. it for free. <laughs> so anyway, uh, okay. like like we like we uh, uh, the purpose of the podcast, as we always say, is for us Why to review TV shows and movies that are available in theaters and streaming online, and give us uh, give you our opinion um, because there's lots of stuff to watch and there's limited amount of time, and so we watch stuff. Try to try to do newer stuff uh, if we're not doing a top ten list. And let you know what our opinion is, see if it's worth it or not. And so this week on this or this episode, rather, we're going to do a TV show and a movie, um, mm-hmm. both from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch these whenever you and would like. Amazonian and, in origin. That's right. <laughs> and the uh, first one we're going to do is a TV series. And the TV series is what, Janet? This is Tell Me Your Secret. Tell me your secrets. Tell it was released secrets. this year, right? It's fairly yes. new. Yes. I don't know exactly when it came out, but it is fairly new. It is this year. And yeah. it is one of those ones that I think Amazon does push to their push to the top of everybody's. Hey, would you like to watch this? Maybe type thing. Mm-hmm. Cause I've seen it. It hasn't been in my queue, but I see it all the time up on the top banner there whenever you open up the app. So mm-hmm. uh, it's a 10 episode. Uh, it's, it's marketed as season one. So I think there is meant to be, additional seasons um not sure how they're gonna do that um, well they we'll talk about it when it comes to what they the way they wrap stuff up uh 10 episodes each of them are usually uh somewhere between 50 uh uh, 45 minutes to about an hour in length um i don't know a lot of the people that are in it you you have more Oh. exposure to i think probably uh was it rab lily rab who's sort of the main star one of the main stars because i see that she was in american horror story and i know that yes you were a fan of that show and i, I have, have never laid eyes on it so tell me about lily is she uh was she good on that show american horror yes. story she's very good um and interestingly as soon as i saw her face i recognized her but her name i didn't ring a bell um, remind me to tell you the joke about ringing. But anyway, um, so I, I, but uh, so I also know her, and she's been in multiple of the American Horror Story uh, series that they've done over the years. Was she in the same amount of ones that? Uh, oh God, who was the one in Run? Oh, the, the, that that, uh, that, that uh, you said you'd had enough of. Oh God, yes. <laughs> Yes, whose name I can't even think of now because I'm so tired of her. Um, she was probably in as many as her. Oh, okay. Um, and she was also, if anybody saw The Undoing uh, with Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant, she was also Sarah Paulson. That. That's who that was. Sarah Paulson. That's her. So, yeah. So, Lily, uh, she plays a character, Emma. Now, the other two main characters, if I may. Go ahead. Uh, so, Amy Brenneman plays Mary in the, in the show. And if you ever, you know, flashback to a great series years ago called Judging Amy. My mother where, was, a, was a fan. My mother really mm-hmm, loved that show. Loved that show. She was a judge whose name was Amy. Um, <clears throat> she was also in Goliath. If anybody saw that with Billy Bob Thornton, it was an Amazon original. 
um, a couple of years ago. They had a few episodes, a few se- uh, seasons. And then uh, the other place she, she was very prominent in was The Leftovers. I think it was an HBO series uh, about where one morning people woke up, woke up and half the people in the world were just gone. Oh, okay. Like rapture gone. Um, so she, she was a very prominent character in that series, which is really good if anybody wants to watch it. So anyway, um, Amy Brenneman may not recognize her name, but if you saw her, I think you would know her. And our third major character in this is John, uh, played by Hamish Linklater. And of course, literally nobody in the world is going to know who he is, but me, I feel like. There was a series back in 2013 and 2014 called The Crazy Ones with Buffy and Robin Williams. And by Buffy, I mean Sarah Michelle Gellar, Buffy. Um, But it was uh, was about an ad agency. And Robin Williams ran the ad agency. And Buffy was his daughter, who also worked there. And this actor, Hamish, was... He played this guy named Andrew. And he was as polar opposite as you can be in the crazy ones as he is in this. Um, so if you get a chance, go back and watch the crazy ones. It is one of the really funny shows uh, that I wish they had done more of. Anyway. Okay. And j- j- one more thing while I'm okay. on the roll. Uh, <laughs> Hamish and Lily are married in real life with two kids. Well, that's interesting. Boom. That's a good knowledge there. Did drop not some know knowledge that. on you. They don't well, look like they would go together either. But yeah. Um. So the show, uh, ten episodes. What's about? Um, it is about. It, it, it's a pretty interesting setup. I gotta admit, they they did they they drew me in in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Emma, uh, in the first episode, is being released. Uh, the three main characters, okay. Uh, Emma, the Lily, Lily's character, is being released from prison, and she has ties to a serial killer, a girlfriend of a serial killer, and she is being released um, from prison. She's being given a new identity, uh, a new uh, driver's license, uh, uh, moving to a new place where hopefully no one will know who she is to start a new life, but she's doing it under the condition of being under the guidance of, uh, some sort of psychologist. Yeah. So who, it's a, it's almost like witness protection, right? But not. Yeah. Right. And then of course she has, you know, things that she must do, check in with him, take medication. Uh, she's allowed to get a job, but she's supposed to stay away from, uh, from young girls because the, uh, the serial killer who she was associated with dating, he, uh, that's what he did is he killed women, killed young women. So, and, uh, go ahead. And, and you see it through it, there are a lot of flashbacks. And right. The flashbacks and she, she's lost, she has yeah. lost a lot of her memory of what mm. happened. She blocked it. Right. And part of what she's supposed to be working through with this person, this other psychiatrist that helps her is she's supposed to be working through this in the help that she will regain some of this memory. So, Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's kind of your main focus character there. Um, Amy Brenneman plays a mother who is the mother of one of the, one of the assumed victims of this mm-hmm. serial killer, but mm-hmm. she was never found. Her body was never found. And she has championed this. She has used this to develop a, a foundation, 
um, where she helps other people, other parents who have missing children. Um, uh, but she refuse, refuses to accept the fact that her daughter is dead, even though she hasn't seen her in what was it 11 years, nine years, mm-hmm. a long time. No body, um, no, nothing, nothing, no sign, zero. Uh, and, yeah, she's got sort of a, an, uh, exchange, uh, a strange relationship with her husband. Uh, she has a husband and another son. Uh, the says the, the son who I thought that guy did a really good job mm-hmm. of, uh, he works really hard with her foundation. Um, but the husband and the son, you kind of get the idea that they've, they've are ready to accept it. You know, ready to, I think that we had the very, one of the first scenes of the show is them sitting down to sign some papers to officially declare her dead. And the mother's mm-hmm. like, forget it. Not happening. She's not, not dead. I know she's not dead, you know? Yeah. And, I mean- uh, she is one of those, and I in in this kind of movie you always hear, and I am personally not a mother of human children, so I don't know, but you always hear the mother say, "I would feel it or right, I would know right. it," like, and she's like, "I refuse to believe because I don't feel it. I know she's alive." And right, and it's and I'll let you know as a, as the, as yeah. the father of human children, there are certain places where I do not let my mind wander whenever I watch right, yeah. shows like this. Exactly. So, um, uh, and the, and the other, and, and so she runs this organization and the John character, the Hamish character, uh, he, he starts out wanting a job with her because he feels like as part of his rehabilitation, he himself is a rapist and he believes part of his, uh, he is trying to really better himself. And part of what he can do is work with her organization. I believe as he said to help women not get attacked or show where the weaknesses are or how, mm-hmm. Uh, how next level creepos can <laughs> use methods to get inside their life um, to sort of isolate them or, or, or how they find their prey kind of a thing. Um, but he is adamant that he is a better person and he would like to get a job and organization to help this, which, uh, and this is all set up in the first episode. And again, we're going to avoid big spoilers here, but uh, he is patently refused um, by Amy Brenneman's character. She's like, shut down, shut down. I don't want you in here. Get out of here. I have no interest whatsoever. And in some ways, I think, uh, John's character to me anyway, was the most interesting. I, well, I'm like, I I don't know. We're going to, we're going to have to talk about this because I, I I really, (laughs) I don't know if I've developed a whole opinion on this just yet, but I was going to say he, over the length of the show, he changes the most, but I don't really know if that's true now that I say that out loud. Because everybody, I, all three people in the show really go through some change. There's a big difference between where we are in episode one and where we are in episode 10. Well, in my last, I didn't make a spreadsheet for this one like in the last <laughs> one, but I did my usual bullet pointed notes, right? Okay, that's fine. Um, but my last, my I'm winging last it, baby, on this one. So I have nothing, so. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's no sticky note with pencil in my no. face, so I guess you're okay. Um, but my last note was it was a very slow de-evolution of all the characters, but John is the one who really enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, and and it was interesting because I really believed in the first episode that he was really trying to not go to that dark place again I because agree. he, he really had, he had all sorts of sticky notes uh-oh. Um, <laughs> and all, all sorts of articles 
and different like sort of inspirational things stuck all over his apartment or wherever it was he was living. And you know, he would say things, repeat things whenever he, you know, his mind was going to a dark place. He would say, you know, I, just weird things like, you know, uh, the righteous mind thinks righteous thoughts or some such nonsense like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what he said, but in the, the set, but the final part of the setup here is Amy Brenneman's character at one point did talk to Emma, the Emma character in prison. Mm-hmm. asking her questions about her daughter and was getting nowhere with it. And, mm-hmm. and she was adamant that the Emma character knew something about her daughter. So she sicks John. <laughs> she knows that John has talents and she sicks John on Emma because nobody knows where she is. But, you know, as uh, Liam Neeson would say, this man has a very particular set of skills <laughs> and he is able to, uh, and in, I will say very realistic ways throughout yes. the show. He's, he's, he's good. He's good at what he does. He's good at mm-hmm. being able to find who he needs to find. And, and, and being who he needs to be oh, in the moment, on, in the moment, oh, yeah. to get the information he wants. And he's with all sorts of people, old people, yes. young people, um, yeah, even kids at certain time, not in a, not in a creepo way, but no. he's able to talk and, and, manipulate his personality, his voice, his clothing, his hairstyle to get whatever one he wants, which is why a lot of times I think that was the most interesting, scary character mm-hmm. uh, in the whole show. Um, how, how, do, how do we feel about the pacing of the show? Well, I, and I have lots of thoughts on that. Um, okay. But, but <laughs> what you were talking about, honestly, if I'm a grieving mother and I'm trying to find this woman who might know something about right. my daughter... Um, a rehabilitated serial rapist is the first person I'm going to call. Duh. Right. Um, <laughs> well, I it kind of, I, I think, I think it's kind of meant to be. Yes. Show you how desperate she is. Yes. And I, I, I agree. And had he not shown up for a job interview, who knows what direction right. it would have taken. Wouldn't, it, but, wouldn't have even been on her radar. Right. But here we are. Okay. So I, there's this weird borderline unnecessary side plot with Emma right. who is in pseudo witness protection. If you're right. losing track of who the characters are. Right. Um, it, it, and I, I don't really, the only reason I can see for having this side plot that she follows is it helps trigger some memories. For exactly. Her. That's the only reason for it. But it, it this, is a this, pretty big contrivance. It, there's so much contrivancy. Right. I mean, it could have been seven episodes, honestly, in my opinion. Oh, it, yeah. I think it could have been six. Yeah. Easy. Okay. And yeah. even, even, and, and, okay, well, we can get it. We'll get into the final episode because mm-hmm. um, it even was a contrivance because some of the reveals that are made in the final episode in relation to this sort of rando plot mm-hmm. that she gets involved in that helps her recover these memories it doesn't serve the story in a lot of ways. It doesn't make sense Mm-mm. as to why she's even there to begin with. Right. Because it was the choice of this psychiatrist to bring her to the location that she is at. Yes. And, um, and there's reveals that are made in the last episode. We are like, well, why in tarnation did he even bring her there? <laughs> if that is what he's, in, I mean, what he's involved in. Uh, and, right. and, so pacing, you said pacing, you had a lot of it, pacing. It, 
there were times where I, I had those moments where I was like, all right, Janet, you just hang in there. It's hang in there. Be okay. I know they're going to show you something. Persevere for the greater good. Right. But then other times, I mean, bam, 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 things are happening left and right. And I'm, you know, sucked right in. So it, it ebbed and flowed. Yeah. And, and, and some of it, I think, they, what they wanted you to show. Because, see, the flow of the series, I think, is episodes one through eight is really kind of, I'm not going to call it a schlog, okay? Because I think what they were going for here is to show you how slowly Emma was recovering her memories. Because mm-hmm. they, they didn't want it to all come back in a flood. Okay? Right. How slowly Amy Brenneman's character, Mary, the mother of the missing girl, how slowly she was compromising and compromising and compromising because she felt like she was getting closer and closer and closer. And, and, and there's something that happens. I believe it's in the first episode relating to the serial killer that is still in jail that really pushes her, I think over the edge and causes her to make these bad choices throughout mm-hmm. the show about of pushing John and pushing it. And then there's John who again, slowly is, you know, very resistant to sort of helping her, but then not so resistant and then kind of really getting off on it. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think the purpose of that is to sl- show this slow transition, and mm-hmm. and and you know, and since they're doing it with three characters, maybe doing it over over eight, eight episodes, you know, maybe I'm giving them too much of a hard time. However, <laughs> <laughs> they keep introducing characters. Mm-hmm. Okay, if they were to focus on these three people, I think it would have been okay. Yeah, but there's new characters that are introduced like in episode six mm-hmm. that are very important to the story. Mm-hmm. There's a new character that's introduced in episode seven. Mm-hmm. That's is extremely important. It's like, okay, if this guy is really this important to everything that's going on in this little town, I should have saw his face way before episode seven. And oh, I'm so glad you said that because I completely forgot. You know who this guy is? John boy. This, this guy is John boy. Richard Thomas from the Waltons. Right. I'm she so glad she developed yeah because you know Emma's Emma's character develops a, a relationship with sort of a snotty little brat of a girl I think yeah but that's dad talking that's dad speak <laughs> um, and uh, you know and she has sort of a you know an odd relationship with her parents and an odd relationship with her town the parents are uh, of some standing in the town it would seem mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, they don't really even mention her father that much, but then suddenly I think it's episode seven here he is. And not only here he is, but he's incredibly important. And then they do stuff in episode 10 where I was like, what? Yeah. And he's and, doing some bad stuff. Well, yeah, that's why and I think there's gotta be a season two. Cause they didn't wrap any of that stuff up. None no, of that but, stuff. But, up. But even at the end of the end of the day, it had no relevance to right. Mary and her missing daughter. Exactly. And, and that there, and the there's rapist. more people and there's more people mixed up in that weird little subplot than you right. actually thought there were. And I'm like, that's and where then, it was like, I don't. So that, that part of it, I think is the weakest element of the show is yes. that little subplot. And I don't even think that was necessary. You know, I, the only, the only reason I can think of, okay. Two reasons is it kind of, like I said, it helped Emma, it helped to trigger some of right. Emma's memories. 
And if it set it up for season two, if that's where they want to go. Right. Yeah. To see what it was a very poor setup. Yeah. And, and, and what, and what was going on? I won't spoil what was going on in the town, but what was going on? I mean, it was a little bit too next level weird for me, what what they were doing, because they didn't really give a reason as to why they were doing it. And maybe they, maybe there is a reason I need to talk to my wife about it. Maybe she'll tell me why they were doing it. But, um, I didn't understand the why uh, mm-hmm. that he was doing what he was doing. Yeah. I don't know if it was because he was just a wackadoodle religious fanatic or if he was making money off of something or, you know, I don't know. It, it just seemed like you could have gone with, with, with some other subplot of what was happening with these girls. That was a little bit more, you know, I, I don't want to use the word pedestrian, but maybe that's what I'm talking about. Maybe a, a little bit more regular crime stuff that you see. Believable. Yeah. Sure. Believable. I don't know. Yeah. But, oh, uh, I don't know. but it was, uh, I, I, I got, I got frustrated in the show a little bit because they kept, like I said, they kept introducing people, mm-hmm. um, way too late in the show when they said they, I know I feel like they should have stayed, you know, mm-hmm. focused on it. Um, so, how do you feel like they wrapped it up? So I would say what episode nine and definitely episode 10 is where all the big reveals start rolling out. Yeah. What do you, was it too quick? Was it, was there too much they tried to do in an episode? Do you feel like there was enough time for them to hit all the beats they want to hit? I, I, I think it was okay for the most part. Um, because I mean, you clearly, by the time by the time you get to like episode eight, you see it building and you right. see where it's going, and and like I said, that they're devolving and it's all coming together. Right. But I I wasn't sure. Let's just say if John rehabilitated rapist was going to get what he was after, was Mary really going to get what she was after? Where was Emma going to land? I mean, I kind of had an idea how that might play out. It wasn't a huge surprise the way it played out at all. So, Um, so without, without spoilers though, mm -hmm. I I think we all know wink, wink, what the big twist of the show was. Mm -hmm. Did you see that coming? Without saying what it is. You did. Okay. I, I will say I didn't see it coming. I suspected it. I will give the show credit it, it, it happened with <laughs> a whole lot of random sounds. One thing that I expected to happen did happen, but not in the, definitely not in the way that I thought it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. If you, if I think we know what we're, each other is talking about when yeah. I say that. So, yeah. um, so anyway, uh, I, one, th- I, one thing I'll say that I thought about that was interesting is cause we've talked before about how in order for us for some people to enjoy stuff. And sometimes even me, there has yeah. to be sort of a clear, a clearly defined person I'm supposed to root for. Yeah. And, and I'll give this show credit. It held my interest when for a very, very long time, there really wasn't somebody to root for because it's mm-hmm. like, there's this mystery in the, okay, how much did Emma know? Um, mm-hmm. She's going to get memories back. And what are these memories going to be? Is it, is it going to be her actively helping this horrible person who, you know, supposedly killed all these women. Uh, is it, it, it is, you know, and, but the mother's doing crazy stuff and you're like, okay, well I can't really root for her because, you know, she's got this one-sided goal, 
you know, but she's doing stuff that she really shouldn't be doing. And then of course, you know, John, I mean, he's just, you're not going to root for him at all, but then, you know, by the end, there was sort of somebody to root for, you know, after all the reveals and stuff are made. Um, so there is sort of somebody to root for going into the next season. Uh, I really wonder how much material they have for a second season. I mean, if they're, are they going to try to bring Mary into it again? Are they going to, they're going to have to, I would think. But how does any of that play out with the, the plot that they're building toward for the next season, if that's what they're really doing? Right. I I don't know. There's a lot of reveals at the end without any real resolution to a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, but anyway, one thing I did really think was really cool. And I, it, it, it just something about the guy who plays John, I was just mesmerized by him. And like you said, that he was a chameleon and right. a blender, you know, any, anything he had to do, he could do. And, but there were some scenes where he was by himself and you knew he was thinking, I, you know, here's what I was here's what I brought it back to and here's where I'm going back again. Right. And he was like looking at himself in the mirror and I don't know what kind of camera tricky thing that's called where it looks like someone's shaking their head back and forth, but it's really, 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 really fast. So they're shaking their head back and forth so much that it's a blur. And then it just comes back to the face. There were a couple of scenes like that where I was like, Oh my God, stop doing that. I know. And it, it, <laughs> it was like, like borderline thriller kind of right. movie effect. And it just, that really stuck with me that I, I don't know. I, I, it's horrible to say the rapist was my favorite character, but it, it not because of that. Well, I mean, it doesn't but, most interesting. You could say most he was interesting, the, the most intriguing character right. to me. And he played it so well. Because even though he was still, he, he was descending back into this, you know, these really, really evil things that he did. Uh, I, it was interesting how he still, even though slowly he felt like he was gaining more and more power over the Mary character who was funding all of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you thought, oh, he's cool. He's in control. But anytime there was any sort of threat that that, that relationship between Mary and him was going to be over. Uh, boy, he lost it. He, yeah. he he really wanted that to, that relationship to continue on, even though I I really never felt like he had any sort of desire to to be with the mother or to attack no. her in any way. But he was just enjoying the back and forth and the relationship with it. So well, and I think that somehow they were like a trigger for each other, right? In, in some way, and didn't. It, it was like a relationship of necessity from her side. Right. And then what he got out of it and where he ended up taking it. I think he enjoyed it too. You yeah. Know, I, I don't know. It's very, All right. I feel, like we're, I feel like we're talking around so many things. Yeah. There's so many things we want to give away. You don't want to give away. Cause yeah. I got, like with a show, like tell me your secrets, there's a lot of stuff that, their secrets. That came up with it. So their secrets. So. All right. So you want to call it? What do you think? I'm going to call it. Okay. So Sean. Yes. Tell me your secrets. 2021, an Amazonian original. Should I watch that? Okay. Um, I'm saying a light. Yes. 
<laughs> the reason I'm saying a light yes is a because a calorie free yes. A cal- well, eh. it's light. Um, a couple things. Okay, if you are sensitive uh, to viewing things that has to deal with the assault assaults on women or anything, and that's a trigger for you, don't watch this. Agreed. Um, uh, it does a good enough job uh, with its pacing uh, to keep you interested. Uh, there are elements of the story that don't need to be there. I think uh, mainly everything centered around the the twisties and turnies that are taking place in the in the town where Emma is living in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, they're strong uh, supporting characters. I like the way for a long time that there wasn't somebody to root for that was really clear, but things sort of reveal itself. I will a, cr- a criticism I will give to it is, and maybe this is why they want people to watch season two is there were a lot of reveals in the last two episodes of, of different things in nature. Um, but it was, they revealed too much. They didn't have enough resolution, but that could have been the whole reason that they wanted to do to have season two. It's a very, very light. Yes. For me. Um, but I will say if you watch the first couple of episodes and you've, you, it's not hitting you, then you're not going to hurt my feelings if you don't watch the rest of it, <laughs> but I enjoyed it enough. I, it, it held my attention long enough, but I think like Janet said, there were lots of parts in the show where I was like, get on with it, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, and, th- and there were questions after episode 10 where I was like, what? Some of the stuff they did was dumb, but there's the, the good outweighs the bad. I would say by 60, 40, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's a lot. Yes for me. So Janet, Amazon, yeah. mm-hmm. tell me your secrets. 2021, 10 episode series. What do you think? Should I watch that? I think you should um, okay. with the caveat, like you said, that if violence against women uh, in any way is a problem for you, you know, maybe be cautious. Um, I, I think the, the complexity of a couple of the characters is really what kept me going. Yeah. Um, there were unnecessary side plots there are unnecessary characters could have been shorter could have been a little faster paced but at the end of the day i uh it, it kept me till the end so yeah. yeah there are some good performances in the show in the show yeah and i you know and i just looked at something on the imdb page it kind of surprised me this is rated tv 14 really that is surprising that, it's not it's not over the top graphic with any any of its sort of scenes or stuff but there's a Boy, lot, I, there's a I, lot I, of an insinuation to right. me that I, I wouldn't expect it to be TV. Well, I don't know what's after TV 14 is TV MA next. I don't no, know. I don't I know the know. rankings, but it, TV 14 sort of surprises me. Yeah. Um, huh? But there's some great, there's some really good performances in there. Um, uh, Emma Hall knocks a, and I, I, I want to say one thing though. Mm-hmm. Emma Hall's ripped. That Lily character <laughs> is in good shape. <laughs> That, there was there was a scene where she got out of prison where they show her. I was like, "Dang, I yeah, I wouldn't want to tussle with that lady." I, I took a look and I was like, "Damn, girl, I don't know what you've been doing in prison, but she it looks worked. like an American gladiator." So seriously, but I mean, she you know, there's a couple of scenes where she has to hold her own against some folks, and she does. So maybe that's yeah. purpose of showing that. So maybe. okay, yeah. so tell me your secrets. I think we got two light yeses on that. Yeah, so I, I would say we have a calorie free yes. <laughs> And then we have a regular calorie, yes. Like right. a Coke and a Diet Coke, if you will. Okay. 
Good. Because who would want to drink Pepsi and Diet Pepsi? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So uh, number two on our list is a movie. It's a movie. That just came out recently on based Amazon, on a, like we said again, based yeah. on the Tom Clancy stuff. Uh-huh. It is Tom Clancy's Without Remorse on Amazon, starring the big name is uh, Michael B. Jordan. So not to be confused with Michael Jordan, the basketball player and seller <laughs> of Haynes underwear. That's right. So yeah. Michael B. Jordan, uh, Black Panther, a uh, big role in that. Uh, the mm-hmm. Creed movies that came out recently where he plays the son of Apollo Creed. Mm-hmm. A litany of other stuff. Uh, he was in the remake of Fantastic Four, which, you know, I always go back to superhero stuff because I'm a nerd. Um, which was horrible. Which oh, was no, horrible. It was horrible. It was horrible. That, that was another guy, isn't it? Flame on. That's right. Okay? I don't think he said that, though. Okay. <laughs> it makes me <laughs> happy movie. to see it, apparently. I did um, watch I did watch that movie. It was pretty horrible. But, you know, Michael B. Jordan, he's kind of one of the the it guys, I think, now in Hollywood. I think he's getting a lot of a lot of play. He's pretty to look at. Uh, yeah, he is. <laughs> but I it, just, I, I'll give that a little. There's, there's one scene where I will give him a hashtag meow. There you go. Um, he was, he was also in a, a really good movie. Well, really good. I can't remember how many buds I gave it. Um, a good movie called just mercy, uh, with Jamie Foxx a while back. And he also gave a very, uh, cardboard like performance in Fahrenheit 451. Oh yeah. I heard that wasn't good. I haven't so seen ago. that. If anyone read the book. But something else he was in, I just remembered that I really liked was Chronicle. Um, which was the, that was the found footage movie of the three high school kids that found an alien something and then got superpowers. Was he in that? He, he was, he was the, he was the popular kid, you know, the, the do everything student councils, football star. Shut the front door. Yeah, that was him. I don't, that was a good movie. Yeah, it was. Considering what it was. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you haven't seen Chronicle, I, I would recommend yeah. it. It's a, it's a, it's a fun movie. Uh, there's Jamie Bell's in this movie. Guy Pierce is in this movie. Uh, Jody Turner Smith, who I didn't, I don't know her. She plays uh, Karen Greer. Um, so one of the okay. things, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sean. Go ahead. We cannot pass up uh, another vital character in this movie. Yeah. Uh, played by a guy whose last name I can't pronounce, so I won't try. But he was James, the vampire from Twilight. Oh, God almighty. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I did it. I took you there. Anyway. God, what, who was he? Was he one of the rando terrorists, uh, or was he an American soldier, or what? Um, he was, he was oh, in, like, the second half of the movie when they had the soldiers go in to do the things. Um, He was one of those guys. His name is Cam. It's either Gigandet. I I can't. It's G-I-G-A-N-D-E-T. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm seeing him here. Yeah. But yeah, from Twilight. Anyway. Needless to say, I do not have an encyclopedic knowledge of all the yahoos that were in the Twilight movie. So, except for... Anakin. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Moving on. Well, one of the things I wonder if they're going to do with this movie is uh, if they're going to make a Clancy verse on Amazon or not. I don't know. Uh, uh, John Krasinski was in the. Have you have you watched Jack Ryan? Oh, honey. <laughs> Multiple viewings. Have I watched Jack Ryan? 
oh, honey, did I watch The Office? Did I watch 13 Hours when suddenly Jim from The Office was ripped? Was ripped? Yeah. Damn. Anyway. Did you watch um, the uh, Don't Talk Monster movie? That scales oh, <laughs> that he directed. What's the one with? What was that one? Silent, quiet, silence. Quiet, yeah. God. Or it's so quiet in the theater, I can hear myself eating my popcorn <laughs> because there's no sound coming out of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> God, why can't I remember the name of it? You know what we're talking oh, about. Don't say yes. anything because aliens can hear you. Yeah. Um, oh. God, we're all podcast creds just went away. We can't remember the name I know. Of like, we, we, okay. Gotta look it up. Phil, 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 Janet, Phil, Phil. I'll look it up. <laughs> All right. So Michael B. Jordan plays a, ca- a character named John. A quiet Moore. place. A quiet place. I see. I told you it was quiet and peaceful. Yeah. Anyway. Well, not peaceful with the aliens. Anyway. Um, so Michael B. Jordan, not the basketball player, plays a character named John Clark, who is a Navy SEAL. Well, he's John, um, he's John Kelly at the beginning. Well, John was so. Spoilers. So <laughs> no, I'm just um, and, and I, I will, you know, freely admit up front, I have never read a Tom Clancy novel. They're, Me either. Me they're either. not my thing. Um, yeah. it, now that whatever movie comes out based on it, right? You know, I'll watch it. Right. But it, I, I, my understanding is the books are very detailed and technical about yes. the, the military and the submarine and the planes. The I don't know if I would have the patience to read that. So. Yeah. I don't, I'm not that girl. Um, but apparently, cause so, I mean, there've been so many different versions of some of these Clancy books and the, this John Kelly, John Clark character was played by Willem Defoe mm-hmm. in clear and present danger in 1994. Yep. And then Liv Schreiber in the sum of all fears in 2002. And that was with, with Affleck, wasn't it? Yes. Um, nice yeah, so, yeah. So they've, they've bounced around this character before, but this is the first movie that's well, they've restarted. They've done so many different versions of this universe yeah. in the film. I mean, you know, well, and Jack I mean, Ryan has been Harrison Ford, Ford Alec Baldwin, uh, Alec Baldwin, Ben Chris Affleck. Pine, ben Affleck. Yes. Ben Affleck. Ben and now John Krasinski. So ben lots Alec of different John actors. Krasinski. Yeah. So what else? Anyway, um, so basically, all right. So he's a Navy SEAL. Uh, they go in to extract someone. They are told one thing. They get there and find out it's another. Gosh darn it! That intel was bad. I know. Or was somebody <laughs> just keeping it from, from them? them. Dun, dun, dun. Right. Um, and then he finds out what's going on. So clearly, some people have to be silenced. Yeah. And one and- of those people accidentally happens to be someone he loves very, very, very much. Right. Um, so it, it's, this is, this is a revenge movie pretty much. Basically. Um, uh, it's, it, it's an action movie. I wonder if, I do wonder if Amazon is attempting to build some sort of Clancy verse because I think so. there's a very loose connection um, to the Jack Ryan series and this movie mm-hmm. in that um, one of his, I think it's commanding officer. It could be just another soldier. I don't know. Um, the, who plays Ka- uh, Karen Greer, uh, Jody Turner Smith. Um, and she is uh, said to be the niece of the Greer character uh, that is always associated with Jack Ryan. That was played by James Earl Jones in the movies. And 
I can't forget. I can't remember the name of the guy who plays it in the Jack Ryan show, mm-hmm. but that's his niece. So there's a loose connection there between the shows. So you wonder if uh, they're attempting to, you know, see how well this goes. Uh, I've saw Jack Ryan too. The CB series season okay. one was off the charts. Awesome. Yeah. The season two was a step back. It was not as good, um, but it was still good. Um, and honestly, it, it was like somebody was, like maybe had a few beers and forgot what they were doing along right, the way. Right. And, got, and so, like, some people, I'm not going to get into politics here. Some people thought it was a little bit more political than it should have been. Mm-hmm. Eh, you know, in light of, in light of who the president was at the time, I don't give a crap. I just watched that for entertainment. It's, it's Jim, it's Jim from the office. Right. And it, 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 it didn't, it, it did not have as, as strong of a story as the first season did. And one of the things I, the, the, the one of the things I loved about the, I mean, we're, we're supposed to be talking about without remorse, but anyway, <laughs> my podcast, our podcast, I'm digressing. <laughs> One of the things I loved about the first season of Jack Ryan is mm-hmm. the lady that they got to play his love interest who eventually turns out, you know, turns out to be his wife uh, mm-hmm. as, as time goes on is now. And I, she's a doctor and I don't, and she is a lovely woman, a mm-hmm. lovely woman, but she is not, she was not portrayed in that show, maybe because she was always working, but she was not portrayed as this classic Hollywood. I mean, she wasn't like this perfect, mm-hmm. you can see my face right now. I'm, yeah. it's, it bugs me sometimes that it's like, you know, let's show, see somebody real, you know, on mm-hmm. a daggum show. And it was like, I just loved her character. She was not in that show enough mm-hmm. because she was really strong and she was, I mean, she, she was, she was a great character and I don't yeah. think she was in there a whistle in season uh, two. I don't think she was well, in no, there at all. I, I, I feel like in season two, it was almost like, like they'd broken up or they weren't together anymore. Yeah, I know it was weird. They should have brought her back anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So I do wonder if they, if they're going to try to tie these together at some, at some point. Um, I mean, the money to be made, why wouldn't you? Well, yeah. So. so I think this was supposed to be released in theaters, but it was screwed up because of COVID. Um, uh-huh. It is an action movie. So there's certain beats it's going to hit. So what do we think? It's an action movie. How does it hit the boxes? Check the boxes it, for the action movie. Um, you have your hero. You have someone trying to undermine him. You have the bad guys to come in and give him a damn good reason to come back and right. kill everybody. Right. Um, he is very efficient at the killing. Um, he's very motivated lots of stuff blows up. Lots of people get shot. There's some good fight scenes to me. It covers everything. A good action movie should cover. Okay. Um, now if I knew nothing about Tom Clancy or if I just saw this and had no background, I would be like, Oh, that was a pretty good action movie. Like I, I wish I had seen it in the theater because I think right. I would have enjoyed that kind of action and the popcorn and everything. Right. But yeah, I will disagree okay. a little bit. Um, Bring it. Bring now it. I, I will fully admit that I went into this movie just a little bit bouncy on the couch mm-hmm. of, with, with excitement. <laughs> okay. The Tom Clancy movies that have been made, um, the sum of all fears, I would, I would give the sum of all fears of C plus, yeah. But but uh, the hunt for Red October, mm-hmm. love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I one of my favorite movies of all time, mm-hmm. and all the 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 Harrison Ford movies, mm-hmm. really, really, really like them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think they do a one. So I went into it thinking, oh boy, here's another Tom Clancy movie. I usually just go gaga over these. Uh-huh. So perhaps my expectations were a little bit too high. I try to keep that in check whenever I'm watching okay. a movie. Yeah. But um, the, the the action scenes, uh, especially the, the ones that took place in Russia mm-hmm. um, towards the end of the movie, mm-hmm. I thought were incredibly poorly lit. I could not see half of what was going on. Yeah. I, I will say I felt like a lot of the movie was in the dark. Right. Um, <laughs> it, it checked a lot of boxes that an action movie should check. But by the end of it, I was like, nothing really happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Um, he wasn't, I didn't feel he was angry enough at the end of the movie, Michael B. Jordan, the John Kelly character. I don't feel like he was angry enough. Uh, Folks, this is a setup for a sequel like nobody's business. Oh, yeah, completely. There there is, by the way, if you're a person that stops it at the credits and, okay, there is a stinger scene a la Marvel movies. Uh at the end of the first run of the credits where they are totally setting up rainbow six. Um, Uh, And it's, I don't believe it took a year for his character, just a year to get from a place where he was like, okay, screw everybody Uh who did this to me Uh to, I would like to lead an international task force (laughs) and I want to call it code name rainbow. And I'll bring, okay, I'll bring it to the president. Okay. A little oh, bit yeah. of a spoiler oh, there. Okay. okay. So at the end of it, uh, I was a little bit bored. I shouldn't mm-hmm. be bored for an action movie. Nope. It was the word I came up with was pedestrian. It was a very pedestrian action movie, mm-hmm. which for the people that they had behind it and the name that they had behind it and the money they had behind it, it should have been better. Yeah, I, it, I, I completely agree. I mean, there was nothing that made it stand out, nothing that made it special, right. nothing that made it different from your average Jason Statham is doing this or somebody's driving a car. I mean, it was right. just... I mean, it, it just kind of went from scene to scene to scene to mm-hmm. scene. You know, probably I think the best scene in the movie has to do with him uh, getting information out of some Russian person at, in a car. You know, that, that was, was a good scene. That was a good scene. But when it comes to the action scenes of them being special forces with their cool guns and equipment and sneaking hither and there and taking people out, it just, <laughs> I, Slithering I don't, here it, it was, I, I don't want to use the word boring, but it wasn't exciting. No, it just kind of was. Yeah. Um, the, the other, scene maybe rainbow six will be better. <laughs> because we'll watch it. Right. Um, there, there is a there is a pretty good scene um, in a prison cell that I enjoyed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But there is a pretty. See, good See, everything else is so. Pfft, I was just like, I completely kind of forgot about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and and to, to be fair to the women who may watch this after listening to us, um, there's, you know, he took his shirt off and got ready for a fight. So yeah, there was a little bit of appeal there. So yeah. And there's a, I mean, and, and the lady that plays Karen Greer, she's a strong female character. Mm-hmm. I mean, she holds her own with everybody that's holding a gun. 
so she's special forces too and she holds her mm-hmm. holds holds around with everybody so i know i've seen her in other stuff and i can't think of what it is yeah I, i'm trying I, to I think if she was up. i i should have i don't know like the more i looked at her uh, you know you're like i know her I know yeah her i know that somewhere. face i know that face but anyway but um I, it to me honestly the more interesting stuff if you will was to me it's just more about clancy himself and his background um just because of the name i've never read the books you know i talked to a expert in the clancy field anyway i I wikipedia'd him um and and to me i I don't know he's a little bit more interesting than the whole movie itself but the, the film adaptation without remorse has been in development since the not like 1990s oh wow because that's he sold it um he's let's he yeah, he sold it in 1992 for 14 million and it's just been bouncing around from person to person right. to potential actor and everything until now yeah and i i i am intrigued with the, the the possible connection i think they can do some really cool stuff if they can somehow um like I said, they, these characters have been rebooted so many times mm-hmm. with different with different actors and stuff. I think it could be really interesting if they could take off with, you know, a, a, a Tom Clancy universe that has a Michael B. Jordan in it and has John Krasinski in it, and mm-hmm. they can they can go, you know, some really cool places with it. I think if they, they can fight evil together, if yeah, if they do it right, and uh, so I mean, it, it's it's got potential, and 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 like I said, that's what they're trying to do is 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 set up the set up the sequel. I mean, yeah. when it, when I saw that scene, I was like, okay, all this Here was, was a setup for the next one. Here comes and this week. Do, let's, let's do something. Let's do something better. Mm-hmm. So, um, the Ritter character, it was, I, I was waiting for him to do something anyway. Cause, uh, in clear and present danger, the, the character of Ritter appears, I believe it's the same character, but he's such a ass in that movie. I was, <laughs> I was waiting for him to do something horrible. Cause I was like, okay, when Ritter was in that, other movie it was like with what's with uh Harrison Ford it was bad so anywho um all right so I think we we're yeah ready I, to call it. And just a couple of quick side notes information information if anybody's interested because I was so now I'm going to force it upon you um <laughs> but Tom Clancy did actually pass away in 2013 but people are his what legacy or whatever people are still writing under his name under his uh, I, I guess the, the characters and the stories and everything, but he is deceased. Um, but he was actually an ins- insurance agent huh. and it had <laughs> uh, just kind of had a mind for the military and interest. And uh, his first novel, as you mentioned, the hunt for red October, um, he, he sold that, <laughs> he sold it or the movie rights, no, no, wait. What did I, he sold his first novel in 1984, The Hunt for Red October, for five thousand dollars. Wow! Like he was just hoping that he made a little money off of it when he, and of course, you know, it, it ballooned from there. But he, uh, he, at some point was actually questioned. I was at the CIA, the FBI. I'm not sure. They questioned him about the detail that was in his novels just a little bit too accurate a little bit too much you know and he <laughs> and he was able to you know prove that you know everything he got was from the freedom of information act and then you know he just kind of 
assumed from there some things. Yeah. Um, but it that thought that was kind of interesting. But. Uh, maybe I should put yeah, a Clancy book or two on my bucket list or something. Nah. I don't know. Read the Wikipedia page. It'll be fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Watch the movies. Read the page. You're good. Yeah, there you go. Lord knows I've watched them. A lot. It's yeah. one. They're one of my comfort food action movies. Is really clear and present danger. Patriot Games, especially. I yeah. really like. I really like that one. So uh, I don't know. There's something about the way they do uh, uh, the when they're in the telling all the information when they're in the CIA desks and doing all the exposition that I really like. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Hunt for Red October is is I really big time. I like that one. Tom Sean Remind Connery, me, did on. did Sean Connery have? A Scottish accent, or where did or was it's the best Scottish Russian you'll ever hear in your uh, life? Bless his heart. Yes. Anyway. Anyway. All right. Well, it looks like we're ready to call this. Okay. Uh, so, Janet, I'm going to ask you first because you asked mm-hmm. me first last time. Mm-hmm. Tom Clancy, Without Remorse, Amazon 2021, Michael B. Jordan. Should I watch that? I'm going to give it a light yes. If you yeah. like to see, you know, shit blowing up and people fighting and people shooting each other. Yeah. And that's pretty much what it is. So I, I can't say anything more. It's um, it's a low calorie. Yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. All right. So Sean, without remorse, 2021 Amazonian original. Should I watch that? Okay. Don't pay for it. If you got <laughs> Amazon prime already, <laughs> why not? I w- yes, I was a wee, I was a wee bit. I know I was more than a wee bit disappointed in it. I was hoping for a lot more. Um, watch it in a dark room. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll be able to see things better. Don't watch it in a brightly sunlit room because mm-hmm. you'll be like, "What the heck? All I see is muzzle flashes." <laughs> Some people got email me and say, "Sean, adjust the settings on your television." You <laughs> so, but anyway. Uh, it's it's a light yes. It's an action movie. It checks out. It's a C, whatever. It mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan should again. There's just there's not a clearly defined bad guy really in the movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the end they were trying to make some sort of political statement, um, not really about what's going on in today politics, but about you know what we all, you know, we need a common enemy to be able to blah, blah, blah. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. And I was like, whatever. Okay. And then I was just like, I hope rainbow six is better. <laughs> so, which yeah. I don't know if that will be another video game movie because oh, really? boy, howdy, let me tell you, rainbow six is a video game. My sons play it all the time. And, uh, and it's obviously based off Tom Clancy stuff, but, um, so I don't know if that will be a novel a video game or a movie based on a video game or a movie based on a novel. So, and I would say Amazon, if you're thinking about making a shared Clancy universe, Hey man, go for it. <laughs> I think it'd be, could be, I could be fun. it will be cool. Fun will um, be had. Pay the and money I to get those rights. I, I would celebrate the fact that Michael B. Jordan was less cardboardish in this movie than he was in Fahrenheit 451. So I would say that's an improvement in his acting. Right. Skills. And my alternate, my alternate Michael B. Michael B. Jordan suggestion is Chronicle. If you'd like to see him in something when he's yes, much younger, I support. It's a very good movie. Very good movie. Fully supported. And Creed's not bad either. I mean, I haven't seen Creed two yet, but Creed's not wasn't bad. Yeah, it's got Rocky in it. Oh. So anyway, okay. Well, that's this is kind of a weird show. It was yeah, it, it was two really kind of light yeses. 
<laughs> I don't think we've we've done that yet. We've usually been like, uh-huh. yes, yes, watch it. So uh, yeah, it was I'm... kind of t- a weird movie and a weird show. That good job, guys. You were just good enough for us not to <laughs> crap on it. So good job, Amazon. For barely making the cut. <laughs> right. So both of these, I guess we would say, I don't even know if you have the option to to buy Tell Me Secrets if you don't have a. So don't buy any of these. Don't spend money on it. You know, yeah. these watch these only if you already have Amazon Prime. Agreed. And you feel like it's something that interests you. So yes. anyway, all right. Well, good show. Good Thanks show. for again, everyone, for listening. Um, Janet has croutons that she has to make. My crouton farm. I'm growing yes. them. I'm not just making them. I'm growing them. So for look for those on your grocer's aisle coming up soon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, again if you guys want to contact us uh should i watch that two one at gmail.com uh thank you again everyone for listening uh who is listening um please tell anybody uh that if you like it tell them to listen to us and subscribe on all and like it on all the little podcast devices that you can do that for and we're going to wrap it up and i guess i'll see you guys next time so next have time. a good evening be cool all right see ya. Well, Talk to y'all later. Bye-bye.